Yeah, welcome back, guys, to another West Coast Off-Road Podcast. This is your host, Nick Garvin. I'm back again. I've been out for a few weeks. I've been dealing with some uh, regulated health issues, if you guys would assume. I mean, a lot of you guys already know my issues. Um, But if you don't know, I got two broken femurs about 11 months ago and uh broken shattered patella and um, i've had about six surgeries after my original three surgeries so i am still trying to work my way back to health and i just had another surgery last week the week of prim and it just didn't work out for me to be out there to get out there and uh you know watch all of you guys race um same with the silver state race i couldn't get out to that one either 29 palms I couldn't get to because I had a surgery the week before 29 palms and then obviously I just had another one so if you guys can even get on my level with how many surgeries I've had you'd understand but I'll be back in no time I'm uh I'm trying my best doing my best and uh but I want to give back like I said I want to give back to what I believe is missing in our sport uh with the west coast pod uh make sure you guys check out west coast off-road pod on instagram uh tune in there uh we have all kinds of cool things coming now with rev helping us out with video edits um we're gonna have some pictures still uh trevor nelson's been out at some of the the races lately i gotta get with him again and uh get him paid for some photos he's taken for us and uh uh yeah of course our uh welcome back you guys uh this week we got baja bound insurance back on obviously we have them for the whole year rad custom graphics if you guys are traveling to baja make sure you guys get those uh that insurance policy, BajaBound.com, uh, your one-stop shop for Baja Bound Insurance and Rad Custom Graphics. If you guys are going racing, make sure you guys are getting your graphics done by Ryan Abitoy at Rad Custom Graphics. He is the best graphic company in our sport. Um, check him out. He does more than that. He does wraps. He does magnets. He does uh, um, hats, shirts. I mean, anything you guys need, really, when it comes down to it. Embroidery. He is your man. Make sure you guys check him out. Um, Ryan Abitoy. Uh, so this is going to be a cool little episode. I'm going to try some newer things. Um, it's going to be different, but I'm going to try some newer things. But uh, So coming into this round. Sorry, let's go right there. Uh, so coming into this round, uh, obviously Cole Martinez left um, 29 Palms with a awesome uh, win. And he... He, uh, you know, he came from behind, not behind, but he, he kind of pulled a Dante really is what I would say. He, he dogged uh, Dalton there the last few laps and he got around Dalton on the last uh, lap and, uh, he won. He took over the, uh, series, um, points lead. Uh, Dalton Shirey came, uh, freaking out of nowhere, man. He just got a second place. That was a huge confidence booster. Obviously you guys have seen the Heron Hound. He won. Um, last week. Uh, so anyways, Dalton's on a, on a limb and then Dante was comes in in third and, uh, that kind of shifted some points around. Obviously Dante uh, went back in points and now he is up in points. So, uh, altogether, um, altogether it was a great, great, uh, day for Dal uh, Dalton and, uh, and I'm really proud of him, uh, for, for hanging in there and getting in second. I'm sorry. I just had something happen on my phone here. Uh, anyways, good for Dalton. I'm proud of him. Uh, he's coming around good for Dante and Cole for keeping this a great series all to all the way around. If it wasn't for like this close, uh, if it wasn't close, this close in racing, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it would make it for a really boring series and, uh, it, it would be hard to follow. So I, I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, uh, I'm really happy to see like the pros keeping this, uh, fun and entertaining series. So, uh, both these guys come off their high horse, they're going into prim. Um, and really it just comes down to, you know, who's going to want it more at the end of the, at the end of the year, you got factory KTM supporting Dante. You got, uh, you know, basically factory Honda satellite Honda team that's basically factory with mark samuels supporting cole martinez you know they both are have accesses to uh you know the uh, showa on one side wp on the other you know engine modifications on others um they're testing like these guys 
know what they're doing and they're both on that same level right now. And at the end of the day, it's just clean, hard racing. And that's what we all need to see. That's awesome. It's not like these guys are out to kill each other. So good to see that. Um, also, you know, you have to throw in the, uh, the factors, Austin Walton on the factory Husqvarna. Um, you got to throw in guys like Don, uh, Dalton Shirey who show up to race and kick their ass. Uh, and then you got, you know, Dare DeMartel. You got the young gun, Tyler Lynn. Like, these are all factors that are going to come into the end of the year where these guys, these other group of guys, are going to start making their way to the front again. And, you know, Trevor Stewart, he just won a works race out in Taft. I mean, this is these are these are guys that can interrupt the points. And it's, it's, it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, so coming into prim, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, ideal conditions. Uh, obviously it rained. Uh, but if you guys know how the desert works after every rain or before every rain, there's a, usually a high wind, uh, that comes in and just interrupts the whole day. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, Baja bound, uh, Make sure you guys get your Baja Bound Insurance. They're coming back on here pretty shortly. We're going to give Jeff a call here soon uh, if he's done with the Nora or not. He, he's going to kind of drop in here. Um, but, yeah, uh, so Baja Bound presenting uh, round four or round five, I should say, Shamrocks uh, GP, um, the NGPC series uh, coming in. Uh, so we had high uh, conditions. You know, this, this, can, this race is known for sandy cupped out whoops dusty uh you know in the years past it's been tight you know what i mean and i ideally uh this was one of my favorite races i got my first pro 2 win here actually it was my second pro 2 win i got my first one at glen helen i under taft actually i got my first one at taft uh one at glen helen and one at 29 pump. So I guess is like my third or fourth one. But yeah, yeah, you guys, I used to be on top in the Pro 2 class. Yeah, look out. I'm just kidding. I don't want to brag about myself. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, this is one of my favorite races. It's it's a desert style race. To me, um, the track breaks down the way I like it. Uh, you expect like a nine to eight mile course, um, turns, sand washes, you know, truck track that's kind of lame. Um, but these are the things you expect. Uh, and then obviously you got the casino to go hang out to at night. Uh, it's a really cool uh, idea that the Shamrocks have. So kudos to them for another great weekend from what I've heard, you know, except for the weather conditions and maybe the water truck almost killing one of the racers on video. I saw that video. I can believe that you guys got to be more aware, but it's okay. Uh, it all worked out. And uh, yeah, so pro the pro class, you know, you got you got Dante, who's probably pissed about his uh, his 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 race at um, his race at uh, Twenty Nine Palms, and then you got Cole, who's on a hot one, and he's ready to keep that points lead going. Austin Walton, who hasn't been riding like himself lately, um, you know, he he's obviously showing to prove that he wants to prove that he's the guy too. So these these are just guys that are in this race, you know, starting out the race. I mean, to be honest with you, Dante led this thing from start to finish. There was no stopping, uh, Dalton or Dante. He came to race. He came to win. Um, you can tell just on his laps in the laps that he was putting in that he, he knew that the first race or he knew at 29 palms, it just didn't go his way. And that's just a factor. It's just a factor. What it comes down to is he wants to win. He's a series champion and he wants to win. He knows how to win. And he knows what he has to do. You rebound, you come back and you strike and you know, Red Bull KTM, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pro they're a winning comp. Like they're there to win. They're not there to get second. I know a lot of these guys are, are, are here to, you know, get first. Like I'm here to win, but you're riding for a uh, factory effort. You're there to win a race. That's just how it is. So good for him back on top. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't surprised, honestly, uh, that he seems to do great in all these conditions. Uh, but when it comes down to sand and rough cupped out whoops and, and corners, uh, both the brothers are just, 
they're just on another level. And I, 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 they, you know, like Havasu, this guy's an unreal in Havasu. The conditions break down. You know what I mean? It's just, it's insane. So, uh, good for Dante to get back up there into first place. Um, Austin Walton on that factory Husqvarna uh, started off slow. Um, again, that seems to be kind of his little his his kind of uh, motto, right? Like he kind of starts off a little slower. He's in the fifth range on the first two laps, and then he just cuts away. You know what I mean? He he. When I mean when I say he cuts away, he he cuts away. Uh, he grinds and he just keeps pushing forward. Um, it's expected of him. He's also a champion of, you know, the Pro 2 class at works. And he illustrates his speed, uh, raw speed with, you know, his moto background. And another guy who rides for a factory effort that is, it is, is expected to be on the podium. He is expected to be on the podium all at all races. So I know he hasn't been happy with his results in the past, but it's good to see him bounce back, get a second place make him you know get that confidence back in him and just kind of just go from there and, and and rebuild right rebuild get back to that top spot where i know he wants to be um i mean i know dante checked out he won by like 40 seconds but he can do this guys awesome walton is a dark horse threat i've seen him hunt down cole martinez i've seen him hunt down dante these guys are cutthroat they're hard and uh, it is really, really awesome to see him get back. He bounces back. Um, he he bounces back, and it, and and he does good. Uh, God damn it, this stupid thing. Sorry. Uh, he bounces back, and he's just crushing it. It's good to see. So good for Austin Walton back in there in second place. And <laughs> I know I know he's got to be just ecstatic. The, his raw emotions are. Uh, are, are really pointing a figure. He's back in third in the points. Um, he's 23 down from Dante, and he's about 20 down from Cole. I don't see him bouncing back into that, you know, level. I mean, he's got to win outright from here on out if he wants to be back in that level. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it is it is what it is, and he he's got he's got to he's got to regroup this summer i would assume and and really i know he can win that's a thing like i've seen the raw talent in him so if he can win at least one i think he gets on a little roll and then he keeps rolling keeping that rolling forward that's kind of how these guys work why is dante such a hard or uh, a hard to beat well he he knows that there's no acceptance except being in first place if he's not in first place you know what i mean uh, there's no, like he's bummed, he's pissed, you know, unless he has a crash and he's, and he's got a salvage. But, um, I, I know, I know Austin feels the same way. So, uh, Cole Martinez came into this race as your points, your series points leader. It looked like it was going to be another dog fight between the two, uh, Cole and Dante. Um, Obviously, Cole uh, coming in eight seconds behind uh, Dante. And I'm going to attribute that eight seconds to how dusty it was out there, guys. Um, have you guys ever pinned it through uh, a blindfold of dust that you couldn't physically see? Um, if you have ever tried to do that, uh, you're a desert racer 100%. Because other than that, it ain't happening. Um, I could definitely see with Cole Martinez uh, the, point, the way the gaps were. Just in the based on the lap times, it was dusty out there. Um, these guys were fighting through basically the conditions. You got wind out there, kind of dries up the sand real quick. Uh, if you don't get a good start, uh, you're right in the middle of dust right off the start. So uh, I could see that something. I'm gonna have a, a phone call here shortly. Uh, something happened on lap six where. Uh, it might have been a quicker pit from uh, Austin Walton or, or Cole, or the the two got into it. But there was there was a six second difference uh, on six and seven, and lap eight, you know, they it kind of shied away. He kind of lost touch with Austin and fell back almost two and a half, two minutes from almost two minutes. I'm sorry, 
almost a minute and a half from the leader. Uh, Cole Martinez, I mean, if you're Cole Martinez, right, you're bummed, uh, obviously, because the, look at the, the point separation from first to, uh, to third is significant. It's eight, almost eight points or nine points, I believe. It is nine points. So it's nine points difference. Uh, that is significant, significant. Um, that's, that's like, uh, I don't even know. I think, I don't even think the points in Supercross are that severe. I think it's six points if you got third. So you go in, right? You go into, um, to, to this race and you're nine, uh, you're, you're nine seconds or nine seconds. You're nine points back now, right off the bat. Uh, right and going into the next round you're up by three now you're nine back or you're five back um so five back still not the best but god when you're in a series like this you know cole almost needed to win one more to have that little safety net for him uh it's still a good i'm not saying third isn't bad but it's you know first he's had another third already um and, and same with dalton but i mean same with dante but dante's won three you know, and Cole's only won two. So there's your points difference right there. And then Austin Walton in third, and he's 23 back. So that's just, it's just how that's wrapping up. Um, my man, Tyler Lynn coming in fourth on that PC Cowie. Robbie Bell has got to be ecstatic to have Tyler Lynn, Tyler Lynn in the top five. And then now he's going, and then, I mean, you know, to get off terms, he just podiumed, got a second place at the works race. Congratulations to him for that. That's huge, and I know Robbie Bell is uh, is ecstatic to hear that or be a part of that effort. You know, this is a this is a kid who's now getting new results that he's never seen before, and I know Robbie's pushing him to get there. So good for these guys. Uh, I really look forward to Tyler maybe maybe taking Delta guys. Be on the look for Tyler to probably be in the front at the Delta round. I would not be surprised. Um, I would not be surprised to see him win uh, or be on the podium. Uh, this kid, he 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 rides on confidence, uh, just like every racer. They ride on confidence, but he's young. He's being thrown into the middle of guys that are probably five years on average o over his age. That's more experience. That's more time. Uh, it, it just attributes, right? Uh, everything kind of bundles up and he's doing things and he's leaping. He, he's, he's taking that, the, the gaps and years and he's leaping. Um, you know, he is a champion, but he's a champion in the off road of desert. So you have to attribute that to, uh, big six and big six is different. It's different. You guys, you can't just go back and forth anymore. So good for him. Tyler Lynn, fourth place. Really happy for him. Um, let's gonna uh, let's go into this phone call here. Let's make sure. Let me see if Uncle P. Oops. Here we go. All right, guys. So let's get this phone call going. Hey, what's up? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, right on. Well, Scott, uh, we're just going to do a little cold call for you, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. What are we, uh, what are we cold calling? We're, uh, we're, we're in the middle of the uh, West Coast Off-Road Pod right now, and we're just talking a little bit about Tyler Lynn and the resurgence of kind of how what like Robbie Bell has done with Tyler Lynn and how well he's doing right now later into the year. And I know you're close with him. And we kind of wanted to get some some background on him and how he's doing back at home. All right, let's do it. Well, we're on right now, dude. Let's talk. All right. Well, hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, Tyler, I see Tyler every day. Lives across the street from me, and uh, he rides every day. And I think you know the last couple rounds for him have been really, really good. I think he's, I think he's starting to really get that bike. Yeah. Which, which I, I mean, wasn't a surprise. I mean, look, he's got, you know, Robbie Bell runs that team. I mean, right. that guy's a multi-champion, and he knows what he's doing. And 
Right. I, I think I think like any other racer, you, you kind of struggle a little bit. It just takes something to go well for your for your brain to kind of like go, okay, yeah, I can do this. Right. Right. So I was putting some thoughts together uh, with Tyler Lynn and, and uh, with Robbie Bell. Like, if I'm Robbie Bell, I'm I'm really excited for Tyler Lynn, obviously because Zach is hurt, but. Um, but Tyler's kind of filling that big gap that that team, you know, has with Zach Bell. But Tyler's now making it, making himself a contender as, you know, at the highest level for, for them. And I got to say, I got to say, Robbie Bell and him, are, it's, a, it's a great match. Yeah, absolutely, and and I, I do want to say I, I got to touch on this a little bit too because I know um, they're going to the next uh, NGPC is in Delta, and I believe he's from Delta, correct? Yeah, Delta's. He, well, he's from Mona. That's where we're at, and Delta is about fifty minutes from us. Right. So you know, he was. I mean, he's out his bike. We just drove by the house. His bike's out. He's probably going riding right now. But they rode yesterday out in Oak City, which is about 10 minutes outside of Delta, and it's a sand track that, that he has. It'll be very similar to what we're doing in Delta. Right. All right. Well, that's good. So I would say coming into the next round, you, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the top three uh, leaving that race. I, I, I would agree. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you couldn't say that he could win that. I mean, I know, I know Dante is just kind of on fire this year and has been for the last couple. And, you know, Cole and Austin's gotten better the last couple rounds. But Tyler's, Tyler's in his home court. I mean, he rides this stuff all the time. He's at home. You know, he did that last year at Cherry Creek for the Hounds. Right. He went out, went out and beat everybody by over three minutes. Right. Yeah, so it's it's... I mean, the, obviously the talent is there. Uh, he's, I think he's riding for a really good team. He's got Robbie behind him. You know, he's got Bob Bell obviously behind him. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to his second half. I think you're going to see a big surgence out of him for sure in the second half of the year. Um, hey, I do want to touch base uh, a little bit with you if you don't mind, if you have a second. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, absolutely. Um, do you want to uh, kind of give a little bit of background on this new uh, this new round that we're going to for NGPC? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's it, obviously we talked about it. it's Delta, Utah. Uh, it's called Bunker Hill MX. Uh, this round, this this facility is actually run by Gary and Courtney Bro, who do the Preston, Idaho round for us. Okay. Um, it's. I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. So you're looking at you're looking at a course that is about 75% sand and 25% not. Okay. And and the 25% is all the motor motorcycle or the motocross track. Uh, but it's got sand on it too. And, and when I talk about sand, Nick, it's like it's like true sand, like real sand, not that stuff we get at Havasu with all the rocks and granules in it. Right. Uh, it's it's arguably from what I've heard from the people around here, it's arguably the the best moto track in Utah. 
Oh boy. Um, and it's it's been closed for the last three weeks, so if you could put this together, uh, you'll have a lot of. We'll get some elevation at this one, which we don't really get. Like you know, I don't know if you've been to Preston, but there's no hills there. Right. And out out here, there's not a whole lot. So um, it it'll be it'll be about six miles long. Uh, they got a really cool uh, step up jump, kind of like a triple step up. It's not high, it's not crazy, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just far. You just need speed, but it'll be the place to watch probably. Okay. Um, and it should be pretty busy because, like I said, it's you'll get a lot of the local guys and Utah guys because it's it's the best track in Utah, so it should be pretty packed. Awesome. So that's that's really good. It's really good to see uh, the series kind of drifting to new locations, and uh, this this one's going to be a definitely unique one. Um, you know, six miles. It's going to be a little. I think would say a little bit long, uh, more laps, but um, it sounds fun. It's different, right? That's the whole point. The diversity, the series. That's that's what this series is about. You know, it's a national championship at the end of the day, and it needs to be different. Yeah, and and you know, look. You, know, you got two. You got two GP series. Um, you know, and NGPC, the National Grand Prix, and works. And these guys are doing the same. And some of the tracks that you know they go to are the same. So it's good to get something different for right. these guys to go to. And, and granted, for National Grand Prix, it's it's a little bit outside of the ridership because it's in Utah. Yeah. Um, but it's well worth going, just like Preston was. Yeah, and I know we, I know we've had, you know, this year we've had, you know, Prairie Dogs. I think was over nine miles long. Um, I think uh, Twenty Nine Palms was pretty close to that too. And what Gary's, Gary, Gary Burley, by hands down, is the most organized promoter I've ever dealt with or raced with. Um, oh, wow. And he, his, his thought process is six miles because at six miles he can manage the track, he can water the track. And he can keep it what it needs to be, right? The best for for those guys. So, it it'll be six minutes, but it'll be sandy, so the lap times will probably be in that ten, eleven, twelve range. Oh wow! Oh, awesome! Yeah, that that's that's kind of a, that's a really good mentality to have, especially um, you know for someone to say like, hey, I can we can manage the six miles, and you know uh, we can keep the course in good condition. That's kind of what these guys. I hear a lot of the pros talk about, about, you know, race conditions and, and, you know, sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's great. And, um, for a promoter to step up and just say, Hey, look, I can do six miles. I can make this course, you know, pretty good. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool to hear. Um, well, and look, you've been around this your whole life, right? Your dad's part of national Grand Prix. I'm part of that. And, you know, you've been two tracks and, you know, we just went to Prim. And unfortunately, it was really windy there, and it's hard to keep moisture in the ground. And it was dusty on race day. Right. And, you know, the tough thing is with National Grand Prix, their their numbers are so big. I mean, I think they're over sixteen hundred around average. That you know, it's hard to keep up with that. Right. So his, you're right. His mentality of hey, let's keep it shorter. I mean, six miles is still a long ways, but let's keep it shorter so I can maintain it and keep it the best for everybody. Yeah, and and a lot of a lot of uh, what these uh, pro guys have to remember at the end of the day is it is about it's a series, right? There, we, there's a following not just in the pro class, but for everybody else that shows up. So I know you know uh, what do they say? They want the last race of the day, but you know at, at the end of the day, they have to remember that everyone's doing the best they can for what is presented out there and uh and unfortunately it seems that prim always gets the the worst conditions i think out of all the races yeah and last last round was i mean it was 21 plus mile an hour winds pretty much all weekend so <laughs> it, it makes it tough but yeah i mean those those pro guys i'll tell you next weekend i mean there's a lot of local uh, pro guy motocross guys here and that's pretty much how gary's selling it it's it's a it's a motocross it's just a little bit longer it's really no different awesome so so you'll probably see some fast some pretty fast local you know utah pro guys that may make it in the mix uh, awesome yeah i gotta say uh with my racing i've i've been to utah a few times for the heron hound out there and i gotta say 
there's some fast local Utah guys that just show up out of the blue, man, and 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 they go fast. They they go pro fast. So that he's he's not joking when he says that with pros that locals are going to show up. They're going to go. I would not be surprised to see them in the top five mixing it up for you know at least an hour. Yeah, I mean that that happened at the Heron Hound out here last weekend. Cooper Ashton's a fast local Utah guy, and he just decided to show up. Oh. I think he ended up fifth. Cooper Ashton, man, he—I remember the first time I raced him. He was racing Suzuki's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a while that yeah people race those anymore. It's very uh, so, so, small. I got, a, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the first time I'm on the show. I listen to the show. Oh God. So are you, you always make fun of me in some way, shape, or form, which I'm totally good with. <laughs> so are you, are you going to do it while I'm on the phone, or do you want to wait till after so I can hear it later? Oh, on the phone. Well, I I don't have anything to make fun of you about, except except uh, uh, I'm sorry that I haven't had any shows to, uh, any shows out lately because uh, you know I've been dealing with some health stuff. But yeah, I, I got nothing for you. Yeah, speaking of health, man, where are you at? Uh, where are you at? Yeah, I kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, I had a you know I'm I'm being optimistic and I'm gonna say probably six months from racing so that's where i'm at so so beginning of the year that's good yeah i I, i'll be ready for the the next next season i believe oh that's good yeah off-road's not as good without you oh it'll be good for you to be back there you go for everyone that you know you know loves me that's uh scott telling telling you all (laughs) yeah plus it'll it'll make your dad happy again (laughs) Uh, yeah, I know. He's probably the most advocate about that whole, or this whole ordeal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, cool. Well, cool, Scott. Uh, I appreciate you touching on that. Um, we'll definitely have you back in here and, uh, get you more, uh, involved when I, when we can. Yeah, man. Like Mike Stover and I told you we're at every race. So if you need information. Ap- yeah, absolutely. And, definitely. And you- and you got a little competition because there's a there's a podcast from back east that usually covers most of uh, GNCC and stuff, and uh, he's starting to cover the West Coast, so oh, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to step it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. It's good that it's getting coverage. You know, on the East Coast, that's something that probably the, those guys have have no idea except for Caleb Russell what it's like to race out here. So um, yeah. That's huge. That's good. Yeah, and, and in case you didn't know, uh, you've got uh, you got Brandy Richards from the West Coast. You've got Ava Silvestri from the West Coast, uh, both racing GNCC in Indiana this weekend. Yeah, I, I did see that. That's awesome to see. Um, it's good that Ava uh, made the track back there along with Brandy. You know, a few weeks ago, I thought Brandy was going to win the freaking the pro class. She almost did it. She got tangled with a rider, a lap rider, the lap before the last lap, and that's how she said Corey Steve caught up to her. Uh-huh. And then on the last lap, she was battling, and she got tangled up with the lap rider again, and that's how Corey got by her. Ah, dang. So I, I, you know, hey, look, you know, Corey Steve's fast. Rachel Archer, that Afro Yamaha. Of course, I'm a fan of the Yamahas. Uh, she's good too, but Brandy's fast, so we'll see. And Ava's been there all week. So. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll actually have we'll actually have a pretty good crew here next week, Nick, because Ava will be here uh, all next week, hanging out with us. And Tyler, uh, Robbie Shot, and Dalton Shirey will be up here. Mason Ottersberg will be up here. So it'll be a it'll be a pretty stacked uh, street next week yeah that's a fast street i might have to uh go uh, pitch a tent and uh sleep outside to c- uh, catch some uh, interviews with these people nah man you're you're good dude I'll, I'll give up my room you can stay there i'll stay in the motorhome oh gosh thanks scott <laughs> yeah i'd make i make your dad sleep in the motorhome there you and, go <laughs> and troy and troy for sure well there see i think see you're on the show now so we can bash other people see that's right that's right. <laughs> you 
favorite target? Troy. Who, who, Troy or my dad? Well, Troy, your dad, and Nick Stover are favorite targets, by the way. Oh, Nick Stover, who, who I give a bunch of crap to because uh, he's yet to uh, finish out his leading vet class yet. Yeah, well, he's got to race Robbie Bell, and let me tell you, I know you were, at, you were at Glen Helen, which, by the way, hands down. That was the best announcing of one of our national Grand Prix races that I've seen in 10 years, dude. You did a fantastic job. Oh, wow. Thank you. I had a great time doing it. Yeah, and, you know, as far as Robbie Bell goes, I mean, I joke around with him at every round. I mean, he could still win pro races, I think. That's how good he's going now. I honestly, I when I watched him race at Glen Helen, or was it Glen Helen or... Uh, Maybe it was another round I was at. Or it was one of the other rounds. I think it was Taft, maybe. But the speed he has now, like without any pressure to, like, you know, do well, I think is, he's just as fast, if not faster, than he was before. Yeah, and I would agree with that. And honestly, and no, no offense gets over. He's fast. But there hasn't been anybody for Robbie, really, to challenge him. Right. So I, I, think, I think he could. I think he could go faster. I don't know that he wants to. Right. But I think he could. And, you know, and, you know, like we said earlier, you know, Tyler's making ground and Zach, I don't think is that far from being back. And when you've got Robbie and those, and those two guys and Bob Bell and precision suspension, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, they're tough now, but they're going to be even tougher. All right. Like I said, I, I think you're, we're not, far away from seeing uh, a, a Kawasaki podium coming on, you yeah, know, fi- on first, yeah, yeah like, well, that and, and that and filling the podium though with two Cowies, I think that's going to happen very, very yeah. shortly here. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, the, the more momentum that Tyler gains, the the better he's going to be. And, I mean, those guys need to worry about him now. Not that they, I'm not saying they weren't before, but, I mean, if I'm if I'm one of those top guys, Tyler's been doing what he's been doing lately, I would certainly be putting more thought into him yeah. than, I, than I have been. So. Ab- absolutely, and it just makes the series that much better in the ProCast to me, having more people in the mix, and uh, it's going to be great. So. But yeah, uh, again, Uncle P, thank you for dropping in, man. I really appreciate the words, and I'll have you on definitely next week when we come back from Utah. That sounds good, dude. I appreciate it, man. Have a good day. All right, Scott. All right, man. See ya. Bye. There you go, guys. That's Uncle P, uh, known as Scott. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, I got to say, Tyler Lynn is a threat, as you guys can see. Are here there I told you uh, I think at the beginning of the year once he figured out this motorcycle yeah you go back to my first podcast and he and it literally will say once he figures out that bike and he has Robbie Robbie Bell behind him he's going to figure this out and sure as shit he's figuring it out so uh, well let's see what he can do in Utah Um, I'm really ecstatic for him kind of He's gonna he's gonna have a strong second second half of the year, and then Zach Bell obviously coming back with Precision Cowie. That's gonna be pretty cool. So good to see these two coming back, uh, coming here shortly. I'm gonna jump ship real quick. Um, I, I'm gonna get into the Pro Two class here. Um, again, Dante kind of just is making making uh, making big headway. Uh, he's got a giant points gap now. I believe Jack. Uh, you know, with him missing that one round, he's still in second in points. Jack's still second in points, tied with Kaya Alelo. Uh, they're you know, but um, 50 points back. Mateos kind of has this in the bag now. If I'm RPM KTM and I'm you know, and I'm Mateo, do I get to you know, the next race the next two rounds, you know, put that championship points almost there? I believe you wrap it up at that point. Um, after uh after the round in august or is it august yeah oh no yeah or september anyways you wrap that you you race you race there do i race the 450 
at least once, or maybe the 350 at least once. I don't know, but if I'm Mateo, RPM KTM, I'm looking at these two going, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at it because that's my future. I'm racing in the top line. Um, Mateo is going to be another contender in the 450 class. I think you're going to see him actually uh, follow right in his footsteps of his brother, honestly. And if not, maybe be a, maybe be, be ahead. Who knows? Mateo's future is bright. He got another one. He's undefeated this year. Uh, after the works race, I heard there was some controversy with Jack. Uh, not with them too, but um, just they DQ'd him for being outside the pit, the the logs. Uh, so Mateo still keeps his streak alive. And then obviously, you know, after Shamrocks, he kept his streak alive. So congratulations, Mateo. Another big win from the RPM KTM. Jack coming in second after he, him getting stuck in Australia with COVID. Um, that was kind of a, a ordeal. Uh, Colton Eck is bouncing back on that Kilmartin KTM as well. Look for him to be strong coming into form in these next few races. Uh, remember, he had a broken elbow at the start of the year. Um, that's pretty gnarly to just jump. You know, he rode for points, and he's bouncing back. He's in the top five now. He's got uh, seeds to go through to get back into the top four. Um, but it, like I said, it only takes a few races for these guys to start falling off, and then you're back in the top three in the championship hunt. Um, Kai obviously is doing a great job. Again, he's working things out. You know, he had a he was on a little streak there. You know, third, fourth, three, two, almost getting to the top. Um, had a rough race in Prim, coming in six. But this race was a strong, strong, strong race throughout throughout the day. Uh, I was again. This is the class to watch when you're out there. Obviously, the top four or five guys in the pro class, but then you go right to the pro two because you don't know what two through eight is going to be. They can be bundled up so fast. Uh, and, and just right there next to each other the whole race. I mean, honestly, like I said in the past uh, or in the uh, previously, Colton Eck is bouncing back from this injury. Uh, Colton Eck led the first two laps and then uh, settled in, and uh, Kai or uh, Jack and Mateo went around him. And I'm saying this in a in in the way of uh, in a good way, uh, even though he he fell back. This just shows to me once he's back in form that he's going to be mixing it up with these three. I would not be surprised if Colton reels off a win by the end of the year uh, or maybe two um, or, and or Jack. I'm still waiting for Jack to jump, take that leap. He took that leap at the works race. He did. He took the leap. Uh, to me, bullshit call. Bullshit call by works. Um, but that's just that's just me, my opinion. Now, I you guys can tell me whatever you want. But again, that was a to me he won that race uh if i'm a tail i'm looking at that that works race like uh oh shit like jack is actually here he's here to win so i need to look out uh, i have it but i need to look out I, I i have a threat um you know if i'm papa mark samuels over there slr um i'm i'm ecstatic i got two guys in the top two right now on points uh in the national series um i'm taking that taking that back to honda saying hey bro this is what I'm doing with my my team. We're top two. You know, we're doing our job. I'm happy. You got to be. If I'm Honda right now, I got to be happy with uh, the results because uh, uh, obviously getting the, uh, a double win is going to be their next thing. But I'm got to be happy with the results with SLR Honda. So good to see Jack back here in the states. I look forward to get catching up with him here later on uh, in the off season or in the uh, summertime off season. I guess it would be our off season. Uh, cause we don't really get an off season or an off road. So, uh, good ride by Justin seeds. He crawled his way back up into fourth. It looks on like, looks like on that last lap, he had a good battle with, uh, Robbie shot on that DC Yamaha, who I should have touched base with uncle P about that. Good to see the DC Yamaha and Robbie shot mix making their way in the top five. I believe Mason Ottisberg had a really strong ride going. He did definitely did. Um, he was second, uh, on the first lap fourth on the next lap and uh kind of fell back i think he had a bike issue if i'm not mistaken uh get, you know winding up in 11th at the end of the race um good good to see those dc yamaha guys uh making their stride definitely with robbie shot awesome job i look for mason to be in the top three uh again i uh, look for him to be racing that western hair scramble series he should be 
first in points, I believe. I, I haven't really looked into it. Um, like I said, kind of try and stay focused on the Grand Prix stuff. So good to see these guys back in there. Uh, you know, rounding out your top five was Robbie Schott, Kyle Ello coming in sixth on that Kilmartin Husky, Thomas Dunn on the Purvines Yamaha in sixth. Look for more out of him. I believe he's got a little bit more in the tank. He was running fourth, so he must have had a crash at some point. Like I said, guys, this series can flip-flops, dude. These guys, are there. they're so close on pace, so um, good to see them. Uh, Clayton Roberts coming in ninth. Tyler Belknap coming in in tenth. Um, really, really, uh, like I said, it's really good to see these guys uh, in this series coming in a little bit more. Uh, often than none. Um, anyways, let's jump back to uh, what I was going to do. Sorry, I'm making a, an adjustment on my computer here. All right, so let's jump back to what I was going to do. I said I was going to mix it up a little bit today. Uh, I'm going to see if we can't get uh, our one and only guy on here. He's known on other podcasts. Um, see if we give him a... Give him a phone call real quick. See if we got. He might not pick up, but this is a cold call. Oh, he's back. Jeremy Cable, uh, back in here. We're on the West Coast Off Road Pod. We're doing a cold call on cable time. Cable. How was the Silver State 300? For the team you were with, why? Why? Why is that? We had a pretty flawless day, honestly. Uh, Skyler Road, Skyler Road, dialed just clean, and the bike was clean. Pit stops were uh, just feeling ghost, so pretty solid day for us. So you're just cracking beers and uh, basically hanging out, signing titties in the in the pits. I shit, I wish, but uh, unfortunately not. No, huh? No. Oh man. Well, I'm kind of disappointed in you then. Shit. You lose some, you lose some. I mean, we definitely missed you out there, so that was kind of a bummer, but it is what it is, right? It is what it is, man. I mean, I, I got to say, like, I, I miss you a lot. I miss racing with you guys, and uh, I'm sure Skyler was ecstatic about the win. Hey, just real quick, if you're busy, uh, what what's the controversy that's kind of going on right now with the timing and, the, and, and all that? Okay, that's good to hear. Um, Silver State 300 is obviously one of the more fun rounds. Skyler House, this is Jeremy Cable's, uh, his, this is Skyler House's uh, roommate, tag team. I don't know what they do together. Don't know. But uh, it's good to see uh, you guys out there getting some rally testing, and I'm assuming uh, getting Skyler back up into form. Uh, what's your guys' next race? Dude, I have, I think he heads overseas somewhere in Spain, and then I think we're sh- he's going to try to race the Legacy Baja Nevada, and then I think he's also going to try to race uh, Vegas Torino. Okay, so Vegas Torino is definitely one that we're looking forward to. Are we going to see that rally bike out at any of the future races? Uh, I think there's a possibility. Awesome. So we won't just see the old Rick Brabeck on the Honda. I mean, we might actually see a Husqvarna out there. The rumor on the street is that might happen. There's a, there's a very good possibility. Wow, rumor on the street. You, you're pretty good with the rumor mill. You got more rumors for us? I don't even have any right now. Yeah, you always you always seem to work one up, though. Yeah, we, we, we can figure something out. I do want to bring something up, though, that me and Ben Mazer were also talking about, too, with this kind of, like, we'll, we'll call it controversy, I think it's controversy, is with, like, kind of the rules going forward, is I think there needs to just to be a hard, like, a hard number on if you have to open gates. Like, it's part of racing. Like, Joe Watson had to open a gate at one point. I remember at Silver State, Skyler's had to open multiple at Vegas Arena. Uh, the N1 bike had to open one or two here at Silver State again. I Just to eliminate the controversy, like, obviously the gate should be open. That's kind of, that's kind of a bummer of the organization didn't have the people to open them or whatever the you know situation might have been with that right but but i think you know it should be somewhere in the rule book like right off the top like if you have to open a fence like if you're getting a minute back and like that's kind of like what it comes down to yeah uh i just kind of want to put some numbers on that real quick because uh i believe 
there's trackers on our bikes these days. They can tell, right, when when how, how much time you lose by opening and closing a gate, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, allegedly, I mean, we are, we are talking off-road trackers, though, so. Uh, seems to only, they only seem to turn on for when the team is, uh, the team that's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but. I think there's I think there's been helmet cam videos I've seen from people opening fences throughout the years. I think I know Skyler has one. I feel like a minute to get get off a bike and open the gate is I think kind of like a sufficient amount, and it, it, it just kind of sucks, you know. Like that's finished. Like I'm not I'm not saying anyone's complaining or whatever. We, I was just kind of we were kind of talking out loud at the house there night that like there just needs to be with some of these rules. Like I don't think there should be opinion based rules. I think it just should be like hey, you have to open a gate. Like you're getting a minute back, and that's what it is. Or if you have to. I don't, I'm, I'm not even saying like on the gate stuff. Just anything in general. I think there needs to be less opinion-based rules and more hard, like hard number rules. Yeah, what it comes down to is uh, basically you can't be making things up throughout, and it just needs to be a solid number at the end of the day for for certain aspects. Um, yeah, because I, I, for instance, I guess we'll go back to this gate thing because it's fresh. But like, I don't know what N one ended up getting back per gate. But at one point, I think Joe Washington ended up getting a minute and a half for opening a gate. And so I don't know if that's what they got for this time. But, like, if you're going to give a time credit back for having to open a gate, I think it needs to be consistent from year in, year out, you know, no matter the situation. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100% cable. Um, there needs to be, you know, and there's no more in between. It just needs to be a solid number, and that's just how it needs to be. Um Hey, this kind, of, this, this kind of got brought up too with the whole JT Baker situation. I, I don't know if you've addressed that yet. Uh, with the Virginia City. Yes. Yeah. So I I haven't really I don't I didn't follow that race. I didn't even know that race was going on, unfortunately. Uh, but I did hear he something about speeding or something. Uh, I see. I don't know too much about it either. I, I don't know if he was on the podium. I just saw that he won by twenty minutes or eighteen minutes. Won by eighteen minutes which is a pretty substantial lead, I'd say. And apparently he drifted wide, or I don't know the full details. I kind of just heard bits and pieces and read kind of from him that he might have drifted wide or something into some sort of fire lane that wasn't ribboned or marked or anything. I He did it one lap. And they told him, or from what I've read, this is not, I don't know how good this knowledge is, is I read that they told him that he was the only person out of like all the thousand entries that do that. So they ended up docking him 20 minutes so he, so he lost the lead. Sound, sounds a little fishy to me. It sounds like so they wanted wanted whoever in second was in to win. Like on, on the rule situation, that if that is an infraction, like that infraction needs to be a set number, not just enough to make you lose the lead. Because let's just say JT wins by ten minutes, yeah. does he get a twelve minute penalty? Right. Does he get like it's a it's a, it's a very opinion based time credit. So speaking about opinions, real quick, uh, did you hear Jeff Phillips left Best in the Desert today? I just I just got a text message from uh, Parsons. I just saw that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Uh, I've had some talks with uh, Parsons actually about. I thought some of the I thought some I thought I thought some of the rules were a little loose, and some of like the safety situation going at the race I thought was loose. But at least on the car side of things, the bike the, I mean, the bike guys were all pretty you know self sufficient. We're all kind of running the same program, but on the, I, I helped actually pit a car after we got scattered to the finish. And some of the stuff I saw going on in the pits, I thought was slightly dangerous and just kind of a loose program. So who knows? Who knows if all those, you know, something like that got brought to attention? You know, I, I don't know the guy. I've never been around him. So I mean, it's, it's a bummer. You know, someone lost a job or had to resign or whatever. But well, uh, I, I guess we'll see, see how that goes. Yeah, just I mean, Jeff Phillips. I mean, he's a dirt bike guy. That's that's kind of where. You know why it fit the void really well. He helped Casey actually when he best in the desert originated. He he was like uh, Casey's right hand man. So it's kind of a bummer that best in the desert is kind of let gonna let this guy go from them. And I think he brought more to the series than I think they're they're realizing. Yeah, I mean obviously the more dirt bike people we can get in off road racing, the better because we're getting shoved out faster than. That's the only thing we know what to do with, honestly. So it, it, it's a bummer, you know, they're, they're right guys out, but hopefully something, hopefully there's a plan. Hopefully he lands on his feet and hopefully everything gets rolling. Absolutely. Right on. Yeah, right on. I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, hopefully that something, something gets worked out for him and, uh, and whatnot. Um, right on cable. So, uh, when we, uh, when are we doing some trail riding? Dude, you're the one with the bum leg, bud. Shit. 
shit, dude. You're telling me. You're telling me. We got to do it. I'm just out here for the, for the MPGs and the smiles for miles, bud. So. MPGs and the smiles for miles. You're uh, you're a classic. Uh, you're a classic trail rider now, huh? Big big trail rider guy. Big trail. Rider. You got you got the whole crew up there. So what's the deal, dude? Are we gonna? Are you guys finally gonna take back over the uh, original podcast so that I don't have to do this janky radio show anymore? Oh man, there's uh, there's some there's some stuff in the works that it's definitely very close to possibly resprouting. Okay, that would be uh, and, really and ideal. We've 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 talked about collaborating something with you, and we've definitely had some heated dinner discussions, yelling at each other, and we've asked ourselves why this wasn't on the pod. So. Well, there's, I'm, something, there's something definitely in the works. I, I'm definitely confused when you guys say you guys have had heated conversations. How can you get heated over a podcast? No, no, just 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 motorcycle topics. We start arguing about certain certain scenarios and and, and, and certain riders, who's better worldwide, things of that nature. It just gets a very spirited conversation on that table. Worldwide, awesome. I love to hear that stuff. Um, I did have one question for you before we let you go. Um, a lot of people have been asking uh, Skyler, obviously, and the Rockstar thing. It's he's not wearing Rockstar anymore. It's just straight factory Husky. Um, if you if you can, or if you have any knowledge on that, and if you want to touch bases on that real quick, um, so that people understand. As far as like the Rockstar leaving. Yeah. Well, just why he's just straight Husky now, and why so, there isn't a Rockstar. He's straight husky because uh his his current co- contract is a european husky contract mm-hmm. and husky, husky is only supporting the north american rockstar bikes as far as i'm aware is like the best of, to dumb that down is the best of my understanding so rockstar is dealing with north america and he's europe so it's two different sister companies essentially right all right there you go guys uh so you guys understand um i don't from what I understand, they're going to get rid of the the Rockstar altogether, though. I have no idea on that. That's that, you're the you're the you're, the, you're more of the photo dude. You'd have more info than I would. Yeah, but you're more just, of the rumor mill. I just kind of run. I just kind of run a dump can in the desert every now and then. Shut the front door, this guy. Right on. All right. Well, Cable, thanks for jumping on real quick. You're probably busy doing nothing, but. Uh, I uh, appreciate it, and uh, yeah, definitely going to have to figure out that pod so that I don't have to do this janky show no more. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to rendezvous and all get together. <laughs> awesome. I love it. All right, brother. Well, you have a good weekend. I, uh, I'll definitely be in touch soon. All right, man. All right. Later. Late. All right, there, there you guys go. You guys have it right there. Um, uh, really good to hear uh, from Cable himself about the Silver State 300. Uh, Skyler House took the W. He started. He started. Uh, I think he started second row. Um, they did two rows. So here's a little. Here's a little. Little thing going on with the Silver State 300. Um, spit. You, you. I don't know how I'm going to say this without gently saying this is fucked. Uh, oh, there you go. I said it. Um, what happened was is you're when they when they do the starting okay and you do these starts okay. Uh, you're supposed to do uh, one, 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 one for your pros, right? So, uh, you know, N2 was supposed to go off first. N1 was supposed to go off second. And then Skyler drew third because I think there was only three pro teams, um, which is really, really sad. Uh, oh, no, the Skaggs bike went uh, third, fourth. So Skyler was fourth. So in my eyes, this is just in my eyes, okay? They, Best in the Desert has done this shit to me last year i was so pissed i was so pissed but i got pissed for no reason because i broke my legs but um at the beginning of the year they said okay uh the points leader gets first draw at the next race okay so um that was kind of the my mentality for parker was to win parker because i did not want to start in the back like i did at parker well when i showed up to parker they stay just in twos instead of doing them in ones. Um, and I'm used to them in ones for the pro class. That's how it should be. You got two bikes out there right off the line. The dust is three times as worse. Uh, it's gnarly. Let's just put it that way. It's gnarly. So then you go into uh, so you go into uh, Parker this year, okay? And uh, 
Tre- Trevor can Trevor correct me. Trevor Hunter and Matt, uh, Hayden Hines can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they did uh, one one by one again. Um, that's how that's how kind of how they originally started. And then you go to Silver State, okay? And I know the roads are not very big there. They're not very long, uh, and uh, you have to be willing to. Uh, uh, they're not. When I say they're not very long, they're not very wide, is what I mean. They're not. The width isn't very width long. Oh my God, this is getting bad. So Trevor told me when they got to the starting line, for him, he would have been second uh, off the line. But when they got to the starting line. Jeremy Newton and Trevor lined up next to each other, which, <laughs> which was a, which was not expected. Uh, I saw Jeremy Newton was pissed about this, which he should be outright should be pissed. Um, last year they told me, you know, the same thing, like, Hey, you're going to start, you know, you're the points leader. You go first at, you know, each race fucking a I'm there. They approached us at the beginning of the race or the end of the race at Silver State. And Daryl said, hey, uh, we're going to do uh, timing, uh, you know, for your positions. So you're going to have to you're going to have to ride the day before or two days before the race and do, you know, what they do for the trophy trucks, basically a time trials. And I was pissed because I said, I earned my right to be in the front. Well, the same pain pissed off in aggravation that Jeremy Newton or that I had Jeremy Newton definitely had because outright they were the point they're the points leaders right now and I believe uh yeah they are the points leaders right now and 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 with that happening I think it's just it's just it's poor miss it's miscommunication to the pro racers and that's just me that's just me um I will say I think it's better that they go in once. I believe it's a fair, more fair shot because you get hung up in that dust behind one right off the bat, and and two and or three and four have a minute gap in between the riders. Well, a minute gap in dust is almost clean air again. It's almost clean air, so uh, you're just catching up that much quicker. To me, I don't think is it was fair on them, uh, but. I'm just going to be really blunt uh, and really honest. Skyler was going to win that race from the start. I And I hate to say that. I, I have friends that are in either teams or each competitor on either team is really good. Then you have great. You have, uh, you know, successful racer who's won this race multiple times by himself. And that's Skyler House. Um you know, good to see that factory Husky win that race, obviously with Skyler, um, you know, and Jeremy Newton coming in second with Trevor in third. Now it makes me wonder a little bit on Jeff's decision to leave best in the desert. Maybe this might be the situation that, you know, who knows what happened? Uh, it's, it's, it's a rumor mill right now. I don't know what's, what happened with Jeff and best in the desert. Best in the desert should be kicking themselves in the feet because Jeff's a great guy. Um, he, he ran the series with his whole heart and they're going to, this best of the desert is going to be down some really good guys. Jeff has his own crew. He has his own crew that he brought to them, um, to help them do this race. So I'm kind of bummed to see this, uh, and, 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 and Jeff being a dirt bike guy, it's just, ugh, ugh, this is bad. This is bad for the sport, uh, for best. Of the, I mean, this is bad for best of the desert to me. Um, Jeff left last year, or Scott Harden left this year. Jeff just left now. Uh, Donald, Donald, who was be- one of the best in the desert's guides, you know, gone. Started his own series with Legacy. Okay, what's going on over there? What's happening? Because these guys, the series is 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 founded by one of the greats, Casey Folks, uh, and I know the brothers are good guys. So hopefully uh, we get some we get something worked out because. I, I love them. I love the series, but it's going to be really hard to return if Jeff Phillips is not in charge uh, of race direction. So um, that was pretty much it. Uh, those guys won. The top was your top three. That's all I really had information on anyways. So um, it, anyways, uh, I just want to give a big old, uh, you know, a little shout out to um, 
Baja Bound again, Rad Custom Graphics. Make sure you guys go check those guys out, BajaBound.com. Rad Custom Graphics. You should be seeing a website from them soon. Uh, you know, give them a call. Either side, give them a call. Let them know who sent you, and they're going to help you out. So, anyways, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, that's really loud in my ears. Thank you. Just give me a second. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm Nick Garvin. Uh, make sure you guys check out uh, both Baja Bound and Rad Custom Graphics. Check out our show coming up here in the future. We're going to be having uh, we're going to be having a special guest in next week. So make sure you guys uh, tune in next week. And uh, yeah, bro, I'm out. Thanks for a good episode.